What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to Optimize. You were the podcast helping you optimize every single area of your life, health, fitness, nutrition, mindset, identity, literally everything. And we have an amazing recurring guest. This is third fucking time on the podcast. Hey, yes, sir. Third time on the podcast, Mr. Ryan Murphy. What's going on, brother? What is up? How are you guys doing? Doing awesome. Doing awesome, awesome dude. Excited to be here again. Hell yeah. Yeah. Matt told me the topic. I'm like, oh, overcomplication. This is exactly what I did for like half my career. And I wanted to like sound smart. And I thought I was like coaching other coaches. When in reality, I'm like, hey, Susie, can you just like sit down and stand up? That's a squat. Nice. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> like start off with exercise. Seriously. That's like what I told everybody. Like, no one cares about your femur length, your like hip socket, your like back angles or anything like that. Like, sit down, stand up. All right, let's make it a little harder now. Like, hold on to some dumbbells. All right, cool. Like, this is how you hold on to a weight. Like, the, I actually sorry, I'm I'm jumping right in. Like, this is go, how it goes. Right but like, I I had a call with a physical therapist the other day, and she's just like, "Well, how do you do online like programming?" And like, I set up a program and like make sure you're doing it. And then if you have the questions about form or technique, you just take a video and we do form checks all the time. And she's like, well, how, like, do you do a screening? Do you do anything like that? And I'm like, well, have you ever done a lunge before? And she's like, yeah, but like, I don't know if I'm doing it right. Yeah. So then you videotape it and I'm going to tell you what you could do differently or where to focus differently or, you know, to kind of like fix it. Cause like it's external cueing. She's like, but like, what about my, like my QL and all these things? And I'm like, you are already paralyzing yourself by the what if factor of maybe not being able to do the perfect lunge, you just need to start, like go down, tie your shoe, stand back up. Pretend like you're gonna tie your shoe 12 times in a row. Like perfect, like you know more because you're a physical therapist than 99% of the like world. Just start so simple and then we can progress from there. But because you guys are so intellectual, like you're actually causing more paralysis than you need to. And that's this person that knows what they're doing. So now like, for you guys, I'm sure you've had clients like that are like kind of scared to start. And then like they think it's going to be this super complicated process when in reality it's like, all right, well, we got five movements. You push it, pull shit, you squat with shit, you can hinge with shit, and then you can rotate with shit. Like that's pretty much that covers like nine. And then if you want to get fancy, you have like anti-rotation, like rotation, anti-rotation, like carries, planks, um, you know, stuff like that. And then if you want to get like really fancy seven i always said like you have groundwork it's like that the world's greatest stretch and like you know hip opener stretches 90 90s like that kind of stuff i don't know what else that would categorize but i think it's important but it if you want to like overcomplicate everything you can go into joint angles and you know different resistance at different points and all that stuff when in reality like hey can you move like let's start with a walk it's not overcomplicate things yeah, dude. And like specifically when we're talking about workouts, I mean, I can think of so many times when people exactly like that. I think it's the the people who are very data driven in their career paths. You see it very often. They they love numbers. They love metrics. They love the details. And I do, too. I'm a huge fan of that, too. But oftentimes I think we see people literally get in their own way before they've even started yet. And I think that's one of the biggest hurdles that people have to overcome. It's like. You're telling me that you want to do this thing. You want to get this desired, this result. We have to actually get the ball in motion before you overthink the things that haven't even happened or occurred yet. And I know you guys have dealt with that. Like more specifically, Ryan, what, what's something that like a common theme that you hear from somebody as a reason as to, let's say, or their fear 
that they bring up, a what if scenario, something that they're already blocking themselves with and they haven't even started? Like, is there a common theme that you hear from people? Yeah, I always hear I'm afraid to get bulky, which I like that's a pretty easy one to diffuse now. But um, it was fun because I had a trainer that's like was trying to get bulky all the time. And like, see that guy over there? He eats like an animal. He's been trying to get bulky for like four years and he's still got skinny legs. Like you're not going to get this crazy, like, <laughs> like quad development. Um, yep. So that was like an easy one. But then I also, you know, people are super afraid of getting hurt. And there's this weird misconception like, oh, like so many people get hurt in the gym. And I'm like, really? I've never had anybody get hurt in the gym besides like freak accidents. Like I've had a freak accident where someone was pushing a sled and their Achilles like snapped. That was one out of 10 years. I, I had actually I had two Achilles injuries. One was in a group exercise class that I didn't even agree with like how you're doing it. Like they're hopping around and doing weird shit. Um, but like other than these freak accidents, I've almost never had anybody get hurt back squatting or deadlifting, which is like the most commonly injured things. I'm like, well, it's because I start off simple and we actually progress like that made sense. Like day one, you've never squatted cool. I'm not going to put a bar on your back with 135 pounds. So you saw someone on Instagram do it. Right. Or like a deadlift. I'm not going to just go throw on a straight bar deadlift. Like, let's just start with a hinge, like hands on the ears, do a good morning, like push your butt back. Like, so I would literally set up a foam roller and stand like 10 inches away and like, all right, now just try to push your butt back and hit that foam roller. Like start off so simple. Like you can't get hurt doing that. Um, but people have this like weird fear and even I remember doing like initial sessions all the time with clients and we'd go to an incline bar. So it, it would be possible for everybody. You know, it, it had different notches, but you know, I, if I, I had a pretty good judgment of what people could do before, you know, they even knew, but do a push up, And they're like, well, are my, are my elbows okay? Is my butt in the right spot? Is my hips like here? Are my feet too close together? Are they too far apart? And I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. like do a push up. like stop thinking, put your hands on the bar. And then do it. Cause like, actually, if they're narrow, it's going to do a little thing more like the triceps and you go a little wider. It's a little bit more of the deltoids. It's like, it's cool to do all those different things. Mess with it. Play with it. Go lower with the bar. Go higher with the bar. Maybe put your feet on the bar one day. Like, let's go fucking nuts here. Um, you know, one day, but people like it's so in their head about like where their elbows and everything could be. Cause they're so afraid because someone told them how dangerous it is. I don't know if it was like in middle school or like, I th and I think that's actually where it came from was like, an introduction to weight training back in the day in like high school, like the teacher put the fear of God, like if you don't follow the rules, you're going to get hurt. And I'm like, maybe that's where everybody's coming from. And I'm like, well, also when I was in middle school, I probably would take like a two and a half pound plate and like throw like a Frisbee to a kid, you know, like who am I kidding? Like, it's kind of fun to like, you know, with cables, like let's see how fast we can get it to go up and down. And, you know, let's yeah. ride, like jump on people's backs when they're doing shit. And like, in reality, it's not a scary place. It's like, and now they have the machines. Like you can't get hurt in a machine if you're like a logical human. Um, in my in my eyes, if and if you have questions, the gym atmosphere is probably the coolest place where you could randomly go up to the most jacked, scary looking guy in the place, and he's going to be like, "Oh, let me help you with that." Like hundred percent. That I think, and that's like I think where people are more afraid of that kind of stuff of like the people who've been there and. It, when I like explain it to people, I'm like, so you're afraid of the, the guy that has muscles or the woman that has like all these muscles and looks really good. And you're afraid that they're going to judge you. They're probably coming from a place of insecurity. First of all, that's why everybody's jacked, right? Like if anybody is jacked, it's because they're insecure at one point, like probably where you are today. And if they can help you on your journey, 
that's probably going to help their ego more than anything. So like you asking for the help is actually doing them a favor. If you look at it that way, like they're going to get excited about it. Otherwise, most gyms have staff. They have like, you know, trainers on the floor that should be able to help you. And if a trainer's like not in a session and an asshole, like you didn't want to work with that person anyway. <laughs> Like go ask like the trainers that are walking around or, you know, and if they're annoyed by you, um, they shouldn't be trainers. Cause that's like, if you're a trainer and you got in the business for helping people and someone asks you how to do a machine, you should get excited that like, Oh cool. That person trusted me to show them that. I think that's a, that's a different perspective than most people, but yeah, those are the things that stop people from even starting. I think. Yeah. And, and really, like you said, like the biggest dudes and women in the gym, are like the nicest teddy bear people, honestly. Like you kind of, they're like, every time I've talked to some of these people that it's like, wow, you are gotta be in here. Like the person that's in there in the morning, if you go in and they're in there in the evening, if you go in in the evening, like you see them there all the time, they're huge. And it's like, you go talk to them and they're just like the nicest person. And so I, I, I love that. And I think you're right. Like the injury thing comes from when we're, I actually, I have like one, I guess a few injury stories and that those are always me doing dumb shit. Like just like trying to ego lift. I was cleaning sophomore year of high school in gym class and I was trying to like push it like really heavy and I, my knee buckled and I ended up tearing my meniscus. But uh, that's just a, it was, I was doing way too much weight with a clean form that was probably not very good. And then in college squatting, back squatting, I fucked up my low back, but Again, I was squatting like 400 pounds or some shit, like just a ton of weight. And my form was probably not like, you know, probably wasn't as good as, as it is now. Like it was early on in my heavy squatting days. And so like those, those are just kind of the things. But if you do what Ryan says and you ease into it, you start with body weight stuff. You, you know, you don't try to focus too much on is everything perfect and you just do it and you get better with it under less resistance, then you can start adding resistance and you can start, you know, focusing on some of those like deeper aspects of it. But what about, you know, I think that those are like the lifting side of things, huge, right? The people overcomplicate the shit out of it, but reasonably enough, right? It's like a very small percentage of the equation when it comes to really completely changing somebody's health, somebody's obviously body, like, you know, intensity with weightlifting is going to help you kind of sculpt it in different ways. And it's going to be a good portion, but a lot of it comes down to those lifestyle factors, nutrition, water, all that shit. And so what would you say on those side of things? Like when it comes to some of the main overcomplications that you see? Oh my gosh. If you open Instagram, TikTok reels right now, you, you are going to be afraid of a grocery store. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Like I, I watch it. Like it, it pops up on my feed all the time because I'm obviously into nutrition. Uh, but there's people out there that are like, they demonize everything, and it's like, oh my gosh! Like I can't have, I need to have organic. I need to have like, wait, organic, but it, it has to be from like Chile. I think I think if it's organic from Mexico, it's fucked. It's like, like they <laughs> they find like all this like little micro stuff. It's like, all right, totally understand everything that you're doing, and I'm sure you have this like theory that you're coming from a really good place. But right now you're stopping people from eating an apple. And you know, like you've also stopped them, like you've made them afraid of like Fritos, but like, well, I didn't die eating Fritos. I'm going to just go back to that, right? Or Doritos or whatever the chips are. Or like, you know, you're, for me, it's like, all right, if I look at everybody's food of what they intake in a day 
and I'm seeing like all these energy drinks and I'm seeing all this processed food, I don't even address that. They're like, well, I know this isn't good. I'm like, okay, that's fine. Like, whatever. Do you think you could like maybe just add like, let's start with water and then if, like, let's just hit 30 ounces before you have your first energy drink. Can you try that? Well, no, I need it to get off. Awesome. So before you have your second energy drink, can we get in 30 ounces of water? No, I think I need like the second one. Okay. Can we get 30 ounces of water in around that? Let's just start there. Right. And then instead of like, I see like a lot of chips, like not like a, like a, a single size serving. Are you pulling it out of a bag? And they're like, yeah, like I just, I just like put it in a bowl and like next thing I know, like it's gone. Cool. Do you think we could just like measure it one time and like just have a single serving one time. I just want to, I want you to know, like, let's just start there. And then like, all right, well now we're creating like awareness around it. And it's like, Hey, like, how's your, I know, how's your, how's your bowel movement? Like Ben? Yeah. Like it's pretty fucked up. (laughs) And you know, like, well, to fix that, we need to like, let's look at fiber. Like you literally get less than five grams of fiber in your total day. If we just increase that at like to 10, 15 grams, you might poop every day and it might not be like diarrhea. Right. And like make it so simple that like they feel weird. Wait, that's it. Like you're not even you're a nutritionist and you're okay with me eating Fritos. I'm like right now. Yeah. Like it's carbs, three ingredients. It could be way worse. Just corn, salt and corn oil, I think. Um, And people are like, wait, nutrition guy says corn oil is okay. I'm like, that's not what I'm saying. (laughs) You're eating it all the time. Like, you know, I'm saying like, let's why why make it harder than it has to be? Like, it's already scary that you're going through a change. Let's not, you know, make you afraid of everything else. Let's make the like, let's do a, this for that kind of situation. Like, could you eat an apple instead of Fritos? Cool. Let's start there and, you know, make it like, again, less intimidating because even as like a, an educated person, man, I learned a lot about like glyphosate and like all these other things in the world and xenoestrogens and, you know, microplastics and seed oils. And like, yeah, it, it's, I think the accumulation of everything throughout a day, if you like kind of eat a lot of those things can lead to you feeling worse and worse and worse, but it's also the accumulation of everything in your lifestyle. So if I say like, Hey, how you're living is terrible. You need to completely stop doing everything. Go live in like a hut in the middle of nowhere. And I need you to hunt your food and like only grow your food. Well, no one's going to do that. So, all right, like we got to start somewhere. And I think the safest place to start is like a little bit for that. Or like a little addition before we subtract anything. Let's add, uh, like a, I don't know, like let's add a. I'm trying to think of like you know like maybe when you go to Qdoba, like get the fajita veggies and instead of all the queso, like let's just try to like start there, right? It's so simple in nature, right? It's like thinking about we oftentimes see. I call it majoring in the minors, right? We have we have people that come to us and they just get so focused on these little intricate details. And I don't blame them. Alex and I were just talking about this. When you scroll social media, I try to put myself in their shoes. And and it's tough for us because we're educated. This is what we do. This is our jam. We don't really have to think much about it. Uh, we're constantly learning. But there's also the perspective from where they're at. And when, every time I put myself in their shoes and I just scroll through social media, I'm like, holy shit. Like, no wonder people struggle. No wonder they feel lost. Um it's, it's a crazy world out there just with the information that you like, I think it was Cam that posted a video the other day where it was like, she did something where it was like, she went grocery shopping. 
yeah, grocery shopping, right? And then showed a, a social media of somebody saying that this is bad for you. Don't eat this. And then she's like, oh, well, this is organic or this is fresh. Like, let me eat this. And then there's another video contradicting, contradicting it. So it's like, when you're in their shoes, I can totally understand. It's it's so difficult. And But I will say this. The second you catch yourself majoring in the minors, um, to Ryan's point, he's not going to try When he brings a client on, he's saying that he's not going to try to completely vastly change what you're currently doing right now. He's going to meet you where you're at, which is what we all do. And if you can make these gradual incremental changes where you're willing to make change, you can progressively build off of that. Oftentimes we see people that kind of just take a cold turkey approach or the all or nothing going from what you're doing, eating right now, the fast food out multiple times a week, the alcohol, the three to five times a week right now. And you're trying to cut all of that out and eat all single ingredient, whole food, high quality sources. It's great. It looks good on paper and absolutely you will get phenomenal results. Yeah. But we're looking farther beyond that. Right. And so I think, I think you've seen people or you've probably dealt people with that uh, too, Ryan, um, it, with your experience. Have you seen people that are like, man, I'm just going to go cold Turkey and I'm, I'm, I'm going to eat perfect from here on out. Um, so this is kind of like, it's exciting. Okay. So this is like kind of a dopamine situation. So like, there's so much going on psychologically when you do this. So like, you know, Maybe someone listening right now, they have bought a program. They, you know, hired a coach or whatever, and they get that dopamine hit. They're like, I'm taking action for myself. I'm super excited. I'm going to go do Octavia. I'm going to go do Whole30. I'm going to do these things. Like, and you get excited about it initially. And like, like, because anytime you buy anything, you get a little excitement. Like that just, it's human nature. Like anytime you buy something that's going to make your life better, more enjoyable, anything like, like I bought new golf clubs last week super excited about it still like every time i look at him like ah oh, it's cool um but like for instance back into this situation it's like all right this is a dopamine hit all right you go buy a meal plan that's a dopamine hit you got a plan i'm gonna go cold turkey well the reason i don't like cold turkey is because well have you ever done it before like have you ever done like say weight watchers and they gave you point systems and then it's like eat super clean this way this way that or, or whatever and then what happens when you go out to, I don't know, dinner with your husband and like there's like a pasta dish that he has and you like want it, but you can't have it because like there's got to be something like with the, the sauce, like the sauce isn't like Weight Watchers approved or whatever, or you don't know, you're, you're uncertain. And then you're like, all right, well, I, I don't think I should have it. And then, or you have resentment and then you do have it or, you know, you have this weird relationship. Like, I, I know I shouldn't be eating this, but I want it right now. Or like Halloween's around the corner. Um, my kid just came home with a bag full of Snickers and I love Snickers. I have no control over Snickers. And I'm like, all right. So like going cold Turkey and just saying, no, you're going to like, you're going to resent your kid. You're going to like be upset. You're going to like say, we need to get rid of all this stuff. And like, you're going to make him afraid of it or her afraid of it. Your child, um, you're, you're going to demonstrate poor behavior because you have no control because that's like your identity. All right. So one thing that I always say is now, like when I onboard a client, I'm like, hey, cool. Like you just had an amazing dopamine hit. It's exciting right now. I want you to know moving forward this is going to take a little bit of work. It's not going to be as exciting as it is right now. You're not going to be motivated the whole time. So let's like let's just nip it in the butt right now. Like let's just say that's the most motivation you're going to get all program for the next six months is literally the second you signed up. Now expectation is like, all right, this does take work. And 
what I always like to talk about is like that imperfect action too, right? So if you are going cold turkey and you like donuts and there's donuts at work, you're going to be salivating. You're going to be struggling. You're going to have like all this willpower until you don't. Like willpower like and discipline, I think are extremely overrated because like not everybody's David Goggins, right? Not everybody has gone through Navy SEAL training on how to be super disciplined. Um, and if you like, if you can't be disciplined and then you feel negative about it, well, that's like a sure proof way for you to like never really have a good relationship with whatever it is compared to, Hey, my kid went trick or treating. Oh man, he's got Snickers. I love Snickers. I'm going to have a little fun size Snickers. I'm like, Oh man, it does taste as good as I remember. And I also know that the next piece is going to taste the same as the last piece. And I already had my dopamine hit from that. I'm good. Hey, like, go have a, like, have at it, buddy. Like, what's your favorite? And then like have that bond and that relationship and that conversation around like having an appropriate amount. And then that to me just seems like it could last longer and it makes sense to me. I'm also coming off of like every super strict diet that you could probably try and felt like a failure. And that's like what went through my head. How I like, man, I failed another program, gained the weight back. Like I couldn't eat super clean anymore. Like, cause I just like, I don't know, beer or pizza, like, I don't know, 95% of America, you know? So like, am I the anomaly? No, probably not. Well, I think, I think you're spot on dude. And, and that's, uh, you know, the whole thing about just really, first off, going back to like what you said about just adding instead of subtracting, I think that is just so, so key because just so many people do the cold turkey approach or do the, I'm going to do 15 different things all at once. Right. And that kind of plays into what you're saying as well. Like I, that is my fucking default is to do like, Oh, I'm going to do this drastic shit. Like I kind of swing from one side of the pendulum to the other. That's like my thing is like, Oh, it was just a fucking shit show. And then now it's like, he's on it. You know, that that's kind of been my thing and I've gotten better and better throughout. But I think, that, you know, one of the things when you do that cold turkey approach or when you do this whole restriction, certain things are off limits. I, you know, I love donuts and I'm not going to eat donuts because that's not a part of my plan type of thing is that for some people, not all, it can lead to that binging too. And that like that whole binge restrict cycle with certain foods, or especially when you see like these drastic approaches of just super low calories or uh, just like the Opt Octavia type type approach or all this kind of bullshit out there that has people eating a thousand calories a day is that it leads to that binging. And then that leads to somebody feeling guilt and shame and kind of getting in that cycle of restricting because they want to feel good again. And they want to feel like they, like their body is in good shape again. And then that leading to the binging again and kind of getting in that cycle that I personally was stuck in for, for years and years and years. But I think that's huge just with, the whole approach of just changing like one thing or, you know, not feeling like you have to, to go absolutely crazy with all of this shit. Cause it is, it is like, like Matt said, it is just such a crazy industry where there's a million different opinions and you can go through TikTok and see somebody talk about how, how bananas are, are terrible. And somebody else talk about how bananas are, are amazing and I'm definitely on the side of bananas are amazing and you should fucking eat your bananas. But yeah. it's, it's crazy just how, and honestly that depends on the person too, right? Like if it's somebody who's 
diabetic, you're probably not going to want to throw a bunch of bananas down your throat. But like, if you're somebody who's just no health problems, whatever, like you're just trying to get healthier, then there's tons of fucking nutrients in fruit and veggies and all this stuff that some people will say are bad for, for some reason. Um, a banana post-workout is probably the easy, digestible, quickest carb ever to just shut off cortisol from a workout. Put that with a little bit of peanut butter and some protein powder. You got like a solid meal, makes you feel full, gives you sustainable energy. And sorry, like I, I, I'm a nerd about that stuff. But like I love, like I'm not going to demonize bananas ever. Like, like you said, if you're, you know, if you need to, if you have like glycemic index issues or, you know, insulin issues, maybe that's a thing to talk about. But for most of us, like you're afraid of a banana. Like I've had people that like, did, like, oh, I can't have fruit. I'm like, what, what's wrong with fruit? Like, you know, blueberries, like a quarter cup of blueberries, like hardly spikes your blood sugar at all. So are you worried about the, the, the blood sugar response? Are you worried about like, what are you worried about? And then that like, they don't know, they just, they've heard it from someone. you right. And then like, okay, cool. Like, well, here for me, like blueberries are cool. Like super like antioxidants. Like there's fiber in them. They're actually extremely low calorie, great snack. Um, I personally hate them because I think they taste like mush, right? Like I don't eat blueberries, <laughs> but I you know, people love them. I love them. I do too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, I mean, I mean, I'm like an anti-blueberry guy. Like I'll, blackberries, I'm all in raspberries, strawberries, like all that good stuff. But even like Tom Brady, he's like, I'll never eat a strawberry. There's so many chemicals on it. And like, okay, well, yeah, for you who is getting paid for your, your position and your physique and your like health your whole life, um, who also can afford a private chef to prepare everything anyway, who like has every resource possibly available, like, I understand why you could go get some exotic fruit from somewhere else because it's got all these benefits from the rainforest. Well, for, like, Jane down the road who's got, like, three kids, like, strawberries are super easy to cut up and put on my kid's like, plate to give them something more nutritious than, like, Cheetos. All right? So, like, for you, totally cool. Tom Brady, like, stay away from strawberries. I get it. Um, scared the shit out of me. Like, what? <laughs> that's crazy, man. And that's exactly like, you have to take a, that with a grain of salt. Like who's saying that, right? Like, where's it coming from? So I always like to paint it in this picture too. Like you'll see the studies and the testimonials out there and the, the, the projects that people have literally done. And I like to explain it to people like this too, by no way, by no means are we saying like, go ahead and just eat shit and you'll be okay. And we'll kind of just gradually tweak it. And we just want you to keep eating the the processed foods that you're currently eating we're not saying that but what we are saying is there is a more sustainable approach and you will see the studies and and protocols that people have done like look there's the twinkie diet right there's the people that have eaten mcdonald's and as long as they're uh, highly aware of their portion controls and the amount of calories that they're consuming they can manipulate and they can even see not only their blood markers and biomarkers improving but their body fat off their body as well right and so they're overall also, like, how are they improves. feeling during that time like you don't know how they're like they're ta not talking about their bowel movement they're just like yeah dude lost 15 pounds in like 30 days by eating mcdonald's well dude you might have been starving every day he might have right. felt like absolute shit. The guy <laughs> might not have been able to have like an erection. You don't know. <laughs> yeah. I would you don't bet know. those things are like probably the case though. Yeah. Well, it's like sure. the, you don't know the full story, right? It's like yeah. you got to take that into consideration. And then like knowing that that's the case, I think Jordan Syatt just did a pretty cool one too. I don't know if yeah. you guys saw that, right? Like he's purposely spiking his blood sugar. So I, I have that a lot of times too, where I'll, I'll talk to clients where they're in extreme fearfulness of spiking their blood sugar with one thing being fruit, like we were just talking about, right? Like that's a huge fear of, of a common question that I hear from, from clients. And it's like, 
him doing that study was perfect. And if you guys didn't see it, he basically is purposely spiking his blood sugar, continues to progress and get results. And he is eating things that are processed. He's eating candy, he's eating crap, right? Like he's purposely trying to spike his blood sugar and shows that you can still have those things and include them in an in an entirety and in whole, as long as your diet altogether is, is pretty well-rounded. Right. Yeah, so he, it's, it, it, go ahead. Another thing too, that he's coming from is like, he has been aware of his metabolism for a very long time. It's like very, he's a very like strong, compact guy. He's got a lot of muscle mass on him already. Mm -hmm. He's a very, you know, he's a very disciplined person. So he even talked about in an interview that he was in a pretty extreme deficit. He didn't want anybody to be like, Oh, there's just water manipulation. He, so he lost like, I think 15 pounds over the course of the month, just like to prove a point, like he yeah. spiked his blood sugar every day and he still was able to lose weight. So it's not like the blood sugar spike, but he's also like, you know, I'm a realist. I, I love the data and stuff like that. And I, if for most people, I hope that they just are more aware that now like you, it's not the blood sugar spiking that's causing you to like get fat. And like one of the, I'm running a challenge right now and I had a, a eye opening conversation with everybody on the kickoff call and i just like hey the the best form of self-love is like straight communication direct and recognizing where you're at first i think like ev everybody when they're talking about like loving your body and loving yourself they're like oh i like i love my my wrinkles and my skin the way it is and like they, they have these affirmations saying that aloud to me didn't never worked like I love being a little chubbier than I probably should be. Like, even I can't even say, but like, I love my love handles. Like I have them. I'm not going to lie. Like I love, you know, that little bit of like around my stomach that like hangs over my weight or whatever. Um, I I'm, I'm not saying anti body positivity, but if you truly love yourself and you want to be the best version of yourself and you don't want to be physically in shape to just feel better, move better, like have better joint health that, that like muscle feels better on your body than fat does. Like, it, you know, there's a million psychological things and beneficial things. But what I said on the things like, so the best form of self-love is just like being straightforward with yourself and not trying to lie and beat around the bush. With that being said, you are the perfect result of everything that you've been doing for the past six months, the past six years, the past 16 years. You are the accumulation of where you're at today. You've adapted to exactly what you've been like, stress, like the stressors that you've been implementing on your life, right? You are where you are because of the decisions you've made. And when you stop blaming everything else, like, you know, TikTok told me to do this or like I'm blaming my mother for the, my genetics or like I'm blaming, you know, like the cost of organic food. Well, like non-organic apples are still like, a dollar twenty nine a pound. You can go, like, you can uh, for me. I just found out there's an apple orchard literally down the road. It's four dollars to fill up this bag, and this bag's huge. It's like I literally am never gonna go buy apples at a store, grocery store from the second that they're in harvest, like you know, ever. Um, it's so affordable. Like you know, beans are cheap, and they're a good source of fiber and like a good slow digesting carb. Um, sorry, side note <laughs> on all those like little like, but. You're the perfect result of where you're at today and you're in hundred percent of control on where you're going to be in six months. And if you get to like, Oh, but like Halloween and the holidays and Christmas, cool. Those are three days. There's three days out of the next like 45, like 50 or whatever. 
what about the other ones? Like, why don't you just dominate the other 47 out of those 50 and you think you like would, would win? So like what we decided during the challenge is like we have three anchors, three non-negotiables, three things that are going to be like things that you will do. And it's not like I hope they happen at the end of the day. If you say you're going to do it, you're going to do it. And this is where I have a hard line. So like, have you ever heard that people have like a boundary that they're never going to cross? So like, for instance, when it comes to stealing, well, if you're at work and you send like a personal email on work time, technically you're stealing from that company, right? You're stealing time or you're doing like personal things like you're printing off your program that you got from your trainer at work and you're using company resources to do it. Um, technically, that's stealing, right? Um, are, but are you going to go to a grocery store and maybe like you, I don't know, forgot to scan something on one of those self-checkouts or like, you know, you, you grabbed four donuts instead of three donuts in your box or whatever. And no one checked you. You didn't get in trouble, but like technically that's stealing. You're okay doing that. Well, are you, are you okay? Like robbing a bank? No. All right. That's a hard, not going to go that far. Or like when it comes to drugs and alcohol, all right, I'm comfortable having like a glass of wine but I don't do hard liquor or I can have like one or two drinks, but like I'm, I won't do more or, you know, drug wise, like I might do aspirin, but I might do Vicodin. I might do like, if it's prescribed from a doctor, some Oxycontin, but I'm not doing heroin hard line. No needles going to come near me to inject me with anything. That's like something I won't do. Right. And the only reason I said Oxycontin is like, that's what I got prescribed when I was a senior in high school. Ironically, I'm like, dude, you, like looking back, are you guys serious? Um, sorry, so again, I know, but like I have a hard line. I'm never going to do heroin. I want you guys to look at not fulfilling your non-negotiables, like that boundary that you will never cross. Like it's something that is instilled with you because I'm asking for three things. I'm asking you to drink water. Like some people, it's like a bedtime. Like, I'm not asking for you guys to completely overhaul your life. It's generally things that I think are going to move the needle. And we actually have conversations about what that is for everybody in our challenge. Because I, I cap it at 30 so I could just, like, have a really good connection with 30 people um, in my challenges. So that's one thing. But treat these like, you know, something that you're absolutely going to fulfill no matter what. And then print out this calendar. Maybe do it at company resources. And then all I want you to do is you write your three things on the side. On the bottom, there's a spot where you write your why, everything, every reason why you want to be able to do these things, you know, for your kids, for your health, for, you know, your emotional state, for like being the best version or whatever you want to put it on there. And all you do at Souls from Nick Ross, you write a W when you win. If you hit all three, you then like they have to be yes, no things like 80 ounce of water. Yes, I did. No, I didn't track everything that day. Well, if you put something in your mouth that you didn't track, it's a no. Hard no, it's unfortunate, whatever. I don't really, it's not a big deal. Like still, if you have like an, uh, take an L, it's probably a better day than you've typically had in the past. But I never want you guys to repeat two L's in a row. That's it. Because I, I think that you guys are going to struggle. You're, you're going to fall off. But if you fall off and you stay off and get back on four days later, well, now, you know, we're focusing on like 50% of the week. And if we only win 50% of the week, I think we could still come out better than you were. If you want your fast results and then you like never take two L's in a row, like now that that's how you get faster results. You just have more good days and bad days. So at the end of the, like the course of the year, I told everybody in the challenge, I don't necessarily want you to lose all the weight before new year's, but I want you to be able to step up new year's day 
ready to crush any diet program that you choose. And like ultimately like 2024 is your year to accomplish everything in the first four to five months. And like, that's, that's where I'm coming from. It's like, all right, slow play, um, get yourself set up. Let's do it right. Let's do it these healthy ways. But there's like so many little things about how I word it is like, this isn't a non-negotiable. Like, I hope it happens at the end of the day like that. And I think that's where most people go into like, you know, Weight Watchers. Like I tried to hit my points. Well, did you try to hit your points when you had your like your third donut or no? Like, did you try to get all your workouts in or did you like set your alarm and then hit snooze 10 times so you didn't wake up and go do your workout? Like, did you try? Well, I was really tired. Okay, cool. So that extra 50 minutes is more important to you than like following through for yourself. Like side note for me, if you hit the snooze, you're literally going against the last decision you made the night before. So like you're already contradicting yourself within the first seconds of you waking up that day. So like for anybody hearing this, just don't hit the snooze knowing that. But I think if people like took things a little bit more seriously, um, another thing is like, I also understand that everybody in my program is a parent. They're busy. They're professionals. They have a lot going on. So we had to make these non-negotiables like, hey, when you've had days where shit hits the fan, right? On those days, do you think you could still hit these three? Well, if I really like, you know, if it's a step goal, I might have to like wake up at like 30 minutes earlier to go for a walk. Cool. Can you do that? Yeah. Like then you you can make sure it happens regardless of if, you know, the shit does hit the fan. Right. So that's what I'm excited about. I don't even know where that started from, but <laughs> I'm glad you stayed with me. I fucking love it though, dude. I think that's awesome. I'm a huge non-negotiable guy myself. And I think that it's such a huge thing where, I mean, me and Matt have talked a lot. I use the power list, which is what Andy Frisella always talks about. And it's like five critical tasks for the day, you know, not bullshit habits that you already have, but like critical mm -hmm. things that you got to get done that are going to move the needle in your life. Right. And those, once those are done, you circle that W at the top, kind of like what you have your clients do or in the challenge you're having people do what Nick Ross talks about as well. But that's that confidence builder. That's the momentum builder. And what you're doing with that challenge, right? Is like you're getting them wins. They're getting, they're stacking wins. They're building momentum. And once you do that, it's a lot easier. Like the motivation starts coming, right? You talk about motivation and everybody's so like, I'm not motivated to do this. I wasn't motivated to work out. I wasn't motivated to go on that walk. All this bullshit that people say all the time. And it's the thing is, is it comes from action. It comes from stacking wins. It comes from building momentum then you start to to get a little bit more wind behind you and you start to start to become easier. So I think that's, that's huge. And one, one thing I I'm so big on when it comes to like overcomplication of all this shit. And I just did a post on it today is literally, I think it comes down to the basics. You know, we talked about, there's all of this crazy shit out there. Like I think almost to stand out in the industry these days, you have to have some like absurd fucking, plan that people follow like it like yeah like we we cut off a leg and we you know what like some fucking complete bullshit that people have have you follow right like it's it's in you know works for people or whatever like i don't i don't know but either way like i think it comes down to literally the most basic ass shit ever like the getting quality sleep managing your stress staying hydrated consistent exercise daily movement and eating quality foods, getting enough protein in, right? Like those like six things, I kind of put protein under quality foods Yeah. when I talk about it. But I think that those, like if people were to just look and be like, what should I be doing? Look at those six areas and 
where are you good? Where are you not good? Can you find two to three habits out of those areas and just work through them and then work down the list? And eventually you'll be a completely different person. You'll probably feel really fucking good. You'll be a lot healthier. Your body will change. All of that stuff will happen. So that's, that's kind of where I like to, to go from is like this little base thing of just, it, it's not fun. It's not easier. People don't love to hear. It's not sexy, right? Those things aren't sexy. They're not going to, you know, draw a lot of eyes, but that's where it all comes from. Really. Yeah. Everybody's trying to get eyeballs on them by doing like something like all oh, this sexy new easy way. Like everybody wants a quicker, easier, like less resistance. Like, and I'm like, fat loss is fucking boring. Um, you, but also you're going to have more energy and you can go get your excitement elsewhere. Like, don't get your excitement from a fat loss program. Get your excitement from, like, being able to go have fun with your kids or run around or, like, go hiking or do new adventures that you never thought you could do in the body that you used to have, right? Like, go get your excitement elsewhere. When it comes to breakfast, lunch, like, keep it simple. Just do the things that are going to make you have the most energy. Like, I know there's emotional ties to everything, but why are you emotionally tied to every meal every day, right? Like, I get birthdays. I get, like, holidays. I get, like... You know, like my dad used to make this one breakfast for me. Cool. Like have that periodically, like have your bacon scrambler with a bunch of cheese or whatever. But like you also probably ate that at like 8 a.m. And you probably one had the shit at like nine and then like felt pretty crummy till like noon. Right. And then had to take a nap at noon. Like if, bring that awareness to it. Um, One thing that I want to tell you guys, I just sent out an email about this yesterday and actually got a lot of feedback. Um. So if you're like kind of confused and overwhelmed, these are seven questions that I ask people and I have it in my program and it's how you rate your life. Um, and then it tells you on what you need to fix or like where you should put energy towards. So the first one, it's like, it's, so I'll just go through them real quick. It's physical, nutritional, emotional slash mental, financial slash professional, relationships, social, so relationships with your family, sorry. And then your relationship with your friends, two different ones, and then spiritual. So what you do is you go one to 10 on all those. So physically, like, you know, I would put a 10 as like an Olympic athlete, you know, like clean, does everything like super strong, feels really good. Where do you fall? Or even for you, it's like maybe a 10 is just you, how like the best you've ever felt in your life, right? Where are you at there? Nutritionally, like 10, I'm not even going to say is like eating clean 100% of the time. I'm saying like you have a good relationship with food. You like you fuel yourself. You have your metabolism in a good place. If you're a guy, you got morning wood. If you're a female, you got a consistent period. Like, you know, the, the basic net nutritional health, um, emotional slash mental. And for that one, like you have an open like conversation about your mental state often to me. It's like a, a 10 is like, you know, you have extreme awareness around what it is. Maybe you're in therapy. Maybe you have that person or that friend. Um, but you're, you're, you don't have like a lot of that anxiety or that like depression that you hold into yourself because like, I feel anxious every day. I also talk about it every day. Like, I think my mental and emotional health are pretty good, right? Because I have outlets that I, I'm comfortable with financially, professionally, financially, like a 10 out of 10 is like, you can not be stressed about like, you know, bills and whatnot. Professionally, you're doing something that you don't hate every day. Um, relationships with your family, I think scale one to 10, I'm not saying like, you know, you're the, the Brady bunch or anything, if you're a 10, like, but you, you are aware of it. Right. Um, a one would be like, you hate showing up and you're super resentful towards the people in your life the most, right. Social, your relationships with the people that you choose to be around, right. Like where are those friendships? And for that one, 
it, I always put too is like, you know, if you've got shitty friends that are always bringing you down, that's going to bring your score down. Like to me, right? If you're hanging out with people that want to constantly, like, you know, get drunk, do things like that aren't moving you to the, your best self, that's, you know, a social conversation, but also like, you know, where, where are you putting out? So right now my social life is probably near the bottom where if this ever been, if, if I would rank this, it's probably like a four or five for me, but also like, it's also not that important to me right now, but, uh, spiritually, like just, I, I'm not going to get like spiritual on everybody. I know this isn't like a, a gospel podcast or anything like that, but spiritually you are aware that there's something more like intended more for you than just surviving through life. You have something that you have, like, I'm not going to say faith in even because I don't want to go there. By the way, I'm Christian. Um, but, you know, having something that you know that there's something bigger out there for you and there, there's a purpose. If you don't have a purpose, that's like the quickest way to depression. So that's why I put it in there. So I kind of I stole that from a previous coach. I stole it from a couple of other areas. I've tweaked it a little bit, but those are my seven. And what you do, you add them up one to ten and then you divide that by 70. And when I have a lot of these people do it, they're like getting, they're reporting back like 30, 40% across the, like the board. And like, so right now your life score is like a 30%. It's, it's like half a failing, you know? Um, so, but what, what, what's the lowest one? Like your spirituality, like, okay, cool. Like go find your purpose. Like go, like, let's figure that one out. Let's get that a 10 out of 10. And I'm not saying that looks like going to church every day, but it, you know, like we can talk about that then. We can bring awareness around something so then we can fix it. Oh, my relationships with my family suck. All right, well, can you change your family? Can you have like better conversations? Is it on you or is it on them? Or is it like, do you guys need like counseling or do you want to have that conversation? You know, if it's you and your wife and you like lay next to her in bed every night and you're not having these conversations, let's start there, right? And like, let's get that into a good spot. If it's financial or professional, maybe you got to leave your job. You know, maybe... If it is financial, like where are you, where are your spending habits? Like, let's fix it. Right. And you can go through all these things and actually like quantitatively improve your whole quality of life. Because like, I'm a logical thing thinker. I like, all right, well, does that make sense? Yes or no. So I'm like, oh man, I emotionally think that I should focus on my finances more. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's so cool, man. And that's, if, if you guys are listening to this and you're like, guys, this is all great information. I'm just not quite sure where to start. Ryan just gave you seven questions to ask yourself. And I love how you broke it down to a percentage base. So you can literally just score and rate your life and then pick from there where you want to choose to improve on. And both Alex and Ryan before that also gave you guys a super tactical step to just get the ball rolling. They both talked about their non-negotiables. Those three things that you're like, these are deal breakers. These are things I'm willing to commit to. They might be uncomfortable. And I'll lean into that and say that if they are uncomfortable, they're probably the right things that you should be doing. Because I think a lot of people are looking for this process to be as, as frictionless as possible, as seamless as possible. And on the surface, that sounds great. But you can look back at any time, anything that you've done that was worthwhile, that you got yourself in an uncomfortable situation in order to grow. That's probably where your most growth happened was from that scenario. So that's what I encourage people to lean into this too, is go through those seven questions. Think about your three power list or non-negotiables. Those things are going to help you lean into the direction that you want to go, the direction that you feel like you're capable of, and you can set those out and that'll give you some groundwork. So if you guys are listening to everything that we're saying, and we're like, all right, I get it. I get it. I just don't, I, I, I am that person that overcomplicates it. Just start there. You guys have a beautiful foundation and a platform to start from. 
I love to say my, my saying with my clients is always just start sloppy. You stop overcomplicating it, right? You got to start somewhere, get the ball rolling. And the beautiful thing about that is once you start, once you create those three non-negotiables, once you go through that series of seven questions, you guys re rewind that and go back to what Ryan was saying, you guys will have the answers that you need. And then you can tweak and formulate. And it's like this, it's, it's this sculpture that you're creating as you go. I think people want to have this beautiful sculpture before they start and then like take this straight line path straight to it. And that's just not how it works specifically in health and fitness. And I'm not not sure there's too many things that work in a straight line like that but as soon as you figure that out and understand that it's just a constant chisel and chipping and shaping and molding as you go you, the quicker you get going the faster you can get started yeah i know building on that a little bit is like i think also if you value something you're gonna want to keep it longer right like i value my new golf clubs i want to use them all the time um but yeah. in all seriousness like if you you know, if you really put the work in and like you're saying, like it, it in theory, it should be frictionless to get started. But like, to be honest, like you're not going to get a six pack abs, like just hope it happens one day. I like maybe I'll do some sit ups every once in a while. I'm going to like start, you know, a few more salads. Great place to start. Not going to get you to like that. You know, rip. by the way, Matt, I saw one of your posts. Dude, you're ripped. Um, <laughs> Looking shredded. You got Thanks, yeah, dude, dude. Looking, looking good, looking good. Way to, way to go. Um, but <laughs> what I'm kind of saying is like, if you guys do try to take like quote unquote shortcuts and you go like, and, and again, I don't know everybody's situation, but if you're like on that Wegovi or Ozempic or, you know, the semaglutide and the, the research has shown that a lot of people gain the weight back. And the reason that I think that people gain the weight back after they, they come off it is literally they don't value it as much. Because they really didn't change that much. They just, they changed their behaviors of not feeling hunger as much. So they'd listen to their body a little bit more. Well, if you take Ozempic and then you do the work aside of it, like where you're hitting protein goals and you've really doubled down on like good nutrition and good activity and you build these foundational habits. And then you, it's no longer because of Ozempic that you lost weight. It's because of the action that you took. And then you're going to have a little bit of pride. And thing about pride is like, you're not going to want to like gain the weight back because you're already proud. Like no one wants to give back the championship belt after they won it. Right. Like nobody wants to, you know, once you, you when you're, when you're on the top, everybody wants to come get you, but like, also you're going to hold on to it harder. Like you're going to want it more. You're, and you're also going to have the foundational habits that like you got in the first place. So I'm not saying like I'm anti, I might even be pro Olympic. I don't know if you're doing the work with it and don't try to take shortcuts. Don't try to find like these quick fixes and the, the things that, you know, I don't need things that do things for you. And, you know, even if it is hiring a, a coach, you're hiring a coach, not a crutch, right? Like the coach is going to get you to where you want to be by making it like the, a few decisions for you, but hopefully they're circling back to why we're doing it. And if you understand the why you're going to have the education, you're never going to lose the education compared to follow this meal plan. Well, why should I follow that meal plan? Because it's a good meal plan. I made it. I'm the I'm a nutrition guy. I know what I'm talking about. It's a good meal plan. You're gonna get fiber, protein, carbs is good, right? Well, if you the second that that meal plan's not an option at a wedding dinner or like you know night out or anything like that, you're gonna feel like a failure and you're not gonna know what to do. Well, this kind of looks like the meal plan. Well, so then the coach is gonna come back. Well, you failed because you couldn't follow seven out of seven days, and then you're gonna feel like shit. And that, like the only reason I know this to be true is because 
I've worked with people who worked with coaches in the past. We're like, what's different about you? I don't know. I don't know. What would your coach tell you in the past? Well, he gave me a meal plan and then like, you know, it just got hard to follow. I'm like, okay, cool. Did you ever learn like what macronutrients are? They're like, yeah, I know how to like track it. Like it's part of the meal plan. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> so like, I guess I'm different because I want you to like know what that looks like in every facet of life at Thanksgiving dinner, how to like get your, your meals, right? Like at, you know, breakfast, lunch, dinner, breakfast out, dinner out, like fast food situations, like traveling wise. Like I want you to learn what works best for you in every facet of your life. You can have a playbook of what to reference over and over and over again compared to trying to like figure it out. And I hope like, oh, I didn't, I hope I didn't disappoint my coach. Like you can't disappoint me. You can't disappoint me because I've probably done way worse. Like I'll go out on a limb. I've gotten way more drunk than you. I've eaten way more chicken nuggets than you. I've like, you know, I've had way more fried foods and like binge sessions and like sleeves of Oreos than you probably did. The only reason I'm not overweight, one, I fell in love with weight training when I was like 13 years old. I started like developing habits like that very early on. I liked being active. I was in sports. And when I like went through college and everybody else stopped playing sports, I kept on trying to play something. I also just love playing. Like I love running around acting like a kid one, like, and I'm trying to like instill that in my kids. Like, Hey, let's be as active as possible. So for me, I literally will just drop and do pushups in front of them. And then they'll do pushups like on me, around me. We'll wrestle a little bit. We'll have some fun with it. Like, and I want them to just see what being active looks like, because like, to be honest, I see a lot of kids that just like have their face in iPads. My kid does too. I'm not going to lie. Like I use that iPad when we go out because it keeps him occupied. So he's not screaming at me when I got two, another one-year-old hanging on my arm over here, eating out right now is miserable, but, um, you know, like in a time and a place. And if I can just show healthy habits, like how easy it has to be. So like Saturday morning, we're watching TV commercial comes on. Let's do some push-ups. Like let's run around the yard. Let's like, Hey, like, and that's what I think we were missing when we were kids. We used to have commercials. So we'd like, I got a minute. I go like go to the fridge and get breakfast real quick. I could go to the bathroom. Now it like goes so fast. So I'm like every time that like a show ends or something, a video ends, I was like, all right, pause it. Let's do something. This is your like in life commercial. Like no one knows the stress of having to get back for your show to start because you couldn't rewind it. And you had to like run across the house. Your mom told you to put your laundry away or something like that. And you're like, but I got to get back for like save by the bell. It's going to get back. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, another team way offline, but like, I really appreciate yeah. everything that you just said, Matt and, and Alex. Like, I think if people just take one little nugget from here and then hone in on just like one thing, you're going to see so much progress compared to like being in that comparison trap, you know, what is that? Like comparisons, like the thief of joy or something like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I, that's, that's money, dude. That's so money. I, I love the tangents too. I love the tangents. I think they're, they're good. And, <laughs> and you're always getting something out of it. You know, it's, it's a, Oh yeah. It's good shit. I mean, you're creating a lifestyle. You're, you're sending it down to your kids. Like that's, that's awesome. That's what it's all about. Right. It's not about, I think that's the difference between what, what a lot of people do and what people that are successful long-term do is like they, they're becoming the healthy person instead of just doing healthy habits for a short period of time to get to a result. Right. It's, it's, if you can change your identity and change your habits, that's where it goes. Cause you kind of rise and fall to your identity and your habits, right? You rise and fall to those. Like, so if you, if you still have the identity of a fat person, you, maybe you'll lose the weight, but if you never change your identity and raise that, you're always going to fall back down. You're going to fall back into those old patterns. You're going to, 
you're going to gain the weight back. All that shit's going to happen. So I think that, you know, everything you, that both of you guys have been saying is fucking money. Ryan, dude, it's yeah, it's well, awesome to have you on. We'll have to have you on like every few months. Oh, yeah. You'll just be our, our, yeah. our big recurring regular roundtable guest. Build up all this like thoughts in my head and just spew it out on your podcast. <laughs> yes. Confessional. It's just yeah. uh, <laughs> the confessional thrive. But dude, what, when, where can people, like, where do you want us to send people this time? Is there anything you're, I know you said you just are in a challenge. Like, is there any yeah. place we can send um, people for you? You know, like I, I really like working with parents. Um, you know, I, I'm a father of two boys, a three-year-old and a one-year-old. Um, I really enjoy helping parents. Cause like my biggest fear is that my kids have the same insecurities that I had growing up. And people always like, if you could go back in time and relive your life, would you do it? And for me, I would do it in a heartbeat. If I knew what I knew now at 34 and like reinserted it into like Ryan at age 12, man, I went to fucked up so much. And I think like I could have had like this amazing life, but obviously you learn from those things. You can't do it. But if I can instill like the values and the things that I found to be valuable at 34 into my three-year-old and a one-year-old, and then I can teach like you how to do it for yourself so that you can impact your children like that. That shit just fires me up because, man, like I know I got a little, like I, didn't, I wasn't really bullied in high school or middle school or high school. I just didn't have like a lot of like really meaningful relationships. And I think that's something that I'm missing out on now. Like I mentioned my social life, like, well, I really don't have many from my, you know, my previous life or my current life. Right. Like I have a very small social circle. And I guess. If you're looking for me, I do have a Facebook group. It's Energy and Weight Loss Secrets for Busy Parents. Um, that's probably the lowest frictionless thing. Just go on there, search Energy and Weight Loss Secrets, and it'll pop up. It's me literally on a walk with my kid and my, my wife in the background. Um, and my goal is just to, like again, make it frictionless for you guys to get started. And then inside there, I, I get I got resources and conversations and I give away coffee like a lot because I think that people just value coffee. So I do some, some fun giveaways and like challenges right now. Um, we got a big challenge right now, but weekly, you know, mini challenges. Um, otherwise, like on Instagram is kind of like, I, I don't know if I'm in love with like all the reels. Like Matt's like, you know, it, it is harder. I'm like, my Instagram right now is like how simple fat loss is. <laughs> but Dude, it's, it's tough. Uh, it's it's uh, the underscore Coach Murphy um, on Instagram. But yeah, I guess like my biggest thing too is like you guys are talking about it. Overcomplicating everything. If it's stopping you from taking action, man, fuck it. Like just start sloppy. That is like my favorite saying. Like it doesn't matter how you start. Like, and like I said, I fucked up. That's the reason that us three might have good insight for you is because we struggled there before. And we fortunately had the right person in the right place that gave us the right information at the right time for us to learn from it. And now you don't have to make that mistake over and over and over again, because we've already made it. We've learned from it. We know strategies of how to get out of it. That's what I think a good coach is, right? Like when you think about baseball coaches, like your best coach has probably the most baseball experience. So he's seen plays, he's seen bounces, he's seen different situations and knows how to like, you know, strategize and put like the perfect lineup in for like that perfect pitcher and whatnot. Like they're, they've done that because they're so experienced or football or soccer right now or whatever. Um, like if you guys are looking for coaches, look for the ones that have the experience, right? Like that can meet you where you're at. They're not just like, I'm ripped. You could be ripped if you act like me. Like no one's gonna act like me. 
Like, I know that. And I don't want you to like act like me. I don't want you to have the same problems that I have. But like, if we have strategies, that's what I get excited about too. You know, if just making it possible for anybody. Cause I haven't, I haven't met anybody. Like we were talking about before this, if you come in with an open mind and one of the hardest things to do is change your identity. And I'm not saying I can change who you are ultimately. Like that's something that you gotta do. Like you gotta do the work to change your identity of like who you show up as daily. But if you struggle to show up for yourself and you, you lose weight, gain it back all the time. If you, you know, jump from diet to diet. Well, cool. So did I for fucking 10 years. <laughs> right. Hi, <laughs> I'm Ryan. Yeah. We're literally just, a, I, I like to describe us as like a junkyard. We're a scrapyard of just trial and error over and over and over. <laughs> so like countless times, more times than you can think, like we've messed it up. And that's how, that's how people get advanced in what it is that they choose to pursue too. Right. So awesome stuff, man. We could go on for hours. What's that? Yeah. I said, I fucked it up last week. Yeah, dude. And we will continue to. We will continue to. Absolutely. I think that's a good thing for people to know, too, is you talked about it briefly, Ryan, but like it just how quickly can you get back on it? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's kind of the big thing is if you can just get back on it as quickly as possible, know that you're just one second away from getting back on track and getting back to the shit that makes you feel good, then you'll be in good shape. Yeah. I like, I, I have a, a client that signed up yesterday and she, uh, she's like, I just struggle like getting back from vacation. I'm like, well, how often do you go on vacation? She's like, like once a month. I'm like, that's cool. But if, but if you struggle every time you go on vacation and then, you know, you come back and it takes you like two weeks to get off, like you're never on a plan. Like you need to have like a wheels up, wheels down mentality, right? Like if we can fix that, man, now we're onto something, right? Like whatever is, and like, that's the thing that, you know, you, you mentioned it's, if you have more wins and losses or more good days and bad days, that's what progress looks like. And progress doesn't have to look like a hundred percent all the time. And there's nowhere else in life that you have to be an all in a hundred percent all the time. You will not get fired by giving an 80% effort from almost any job. And right now it's like 50% effort at any job. You can keep almost any job. It's impossible to get fired at like a lot of places, I swear. But you know, like you can show up, not perfect at work and you won't get fired. You can show up not perfect. Like in parenting, I literally show up every day. I'm like, I don't know if I should have done that. Like, you know, given that him at that one time or that screen time or whatever, or said that thing to that response. Like, but it's not like, man, buddy, you know, when you were upset the other day and I was coming like from a hard call and I was upset and short with you and I told you to, you know, whatever. I think that was our last day. I'm done. I can't raise you anymore. I'm out. You know, like that's not what it can be like in parenting. So for some reason or another diet, nutrition, people are all in or all out. Well, let's hang out in like the 80%, the 70, the 50% to start, like get back on quicker. Don't have two L's in a row. That's it, dude. Don't, yeah, don't have two L's in a row. Don't let those suckers stack up because you can compound and snowball effect in the opposite direction quick. And you talk about momentum or like motivation. Like I haven't been motivated to do anything ever. Like recently, I swear to God, I have like no motivation to work out. But this morning I was in the gym at like, you know, my wife's like, you need to be home by seven. I'm like, cool. I got to leave at like 530, um, which is like late for me now. But I used to like wake up every day at 430. I'm I'm recently retired from in-person training, which is different for me. But, you know, the only reason I was at that gym at 6 a.m. this morning is because I said I would. And like my identity right now, the way the person I want to be 
whenever I say something, I, I do it. That's it. Like it's a hard line that I'm not willing to cross. If I tell you I want to do something, I'm going to do it. And if I don't do it, and it's probably because I forgot and I got a lot of other shit on. So just like remind me, you're not annoying me. I said I do it. I'm going to do it. Just tell me I got to do it again. <laughs> um, and that's again like what a coach should be doing. Like right, like just holding you accountable. All right, seriously, yeah, cut it off before I keep like tangent. <laughs> dude, we could go for so long. We could go for so long. Uh, we, we'll also put your uh, your socials in the in the comment section of the description down below too, so you guys know where to find Ryan. But always a pleasure, man. Th- thanks for coming on. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me again, guys. Yeah, thanks, yeah, Ryan. absolutely. You're the man. You're the man. Go follow Ryan. Go join Thank his guys. group if you're a busy mom or dad. Go get in touch with him for coaching. He's the fucking man. Every time he comes on, drops bombs. (laughs) Appreciate you, brother. Thanks for watching, everybody. We'll talk to you soon.